a bunch of representatives from the big social network companies up on Capitol Hill telling it like it is in terms of their awareness of Russian meddling in the U.S. election, what they're going to do to prevent that kind of meddling going forward. They were up there, Facebook, Google, Twitter, representatives testifying to a Senate Judiciary Committee. Let's get uh, some thoughts from Scott Galloway. He's professor of marketing at NYU Stern School of Business, also author of The Four, a new book that's out, The Four, The Hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google. He joins us on the phone in New York. Scott, nice to have you back with us. Um, I'm not sure how much of the hearing and the questioning you've heard so far, but tell us about the significance of what happened during the elections and now with the companies being questioned by lawmakers. Well, we might have had sort of a, a situation where the worm has turned. There has been such a store of goodwill and so much adulation of these firms, and it appears that that sentiment has flipped pretty severely uh, and that the straw that may have broken the camel's back was the weaponization of these platforms by a foreign adversary. And the, the, the problem here is that typically what hurts a firm is not the crisis itself, but your response to the crisis. And thus far, fairly or unfairly, I think the public's viewpoint is the response has been somewhat anemic. It's interesting. So then what do you anticipate going forward? Will there be specifically greater regulation um, at the federal level, or will it be up to the companies still to regulate and monitor themselves? So I think we're going to see regulation, Carol, or fines, but I don't think it's going to come from Washington. I think we're more likely to see it come out of Brussels as it would be hard to, on a net basis, not... um, to deny that the U.S. registers a lot of upside from big tech. There's some conversations we're having around job destruction, privacy, weaponization by foreign governments. But we get a lot of upside from these companies. Just at NYU, the largest recruiter from my classes is Amazon. But in Europe, they register all of these downsides with a fraction of the upside. There aren't that many university buildings or hospital wings named after Facebook or Google billionaires. So I think you're going to see regulation, but I think it's going to come out of Brussels, not out of Washington. Well, we've already seen, right, a lot more pushback, whether it's in Germany or, you know, throughout Europe, where privacy seems to be a much bigger priority and something to be protected very closely, uh, more so than maybe what we're seeing in the United States. And so we've already seen fines and other things coming from um, European officials. A hundred percent, but I think you're going to see the mother of all fines come out of Europe. Keep in mind that $2.7 billion fine that came out of the EU against Google for Mm -hmm. anti-competitive practices was only 3% of their cash on hand. The stock went up the day it was announced, and when Facebook was fined $116 million for effectively misleading EU regulators about the impact of them acquiring WhatsApp, I mean, that was a 0.6% fine on the $19 billion acquisition. So, you could argue we've been issuing these companies 25-cent parking tickets on meters that cost $100 an hour, and that is we've been telling them implicitly that the smart thing to do is is to break the law or not be honest with regulators. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm taking a look. We've got a blog running, and our Billy House, who's a congressional reporter at Bloomberg News, um, doing some different posts along with some others about those hearings uh, underway uh, by, you know, where face, Facebook, uh, Google, and uh, Twitter being asked about uh, their knowledge and awareness of, of meddling, Russian meddling, in the elections. 
Uh, and the tech companies generally committing to better security after the Russian meddlings. Uh, Billy House is posting. Uh, Senator Graham uh, suggesting legislative solutions could come up against constitutional issues. How do we balance that, Scott? Well, I would argue that it's a bit. Things are a bit out of balance. That uh, you know, I'm I'm fairly confident that Bloomberg has the safeguards in check not to be weaponized by Russia. I'm pretty confident the New York Times is not going to be weaponized by Russia. And they all have, they all, basically the storyline of the narrative is we need to do better. And I still don't think this crisis ends for the companies until each of the CEOs stands in front of the media and Congress and its shareholders and its consumers and says, I am going to stop this regardless of what it costs. Because the narrative so far is a bit... Well, it would be impossible for us to stop it. And we're not talking about the realm of the possible here. We're talking about the realm of the profitable. They could screen all their advertisers, and they could even feasibly screen all of their content. It would just ding their profits. And in the world of big tech, a reduction in profitability translates to them saying it's impossible. So I think we're going to see increased pressure on these companies Mm -hmm. to live up to the same standards every other media firm does. It's funny that you say that. It was, I think, last week in Bloomberg Business Week, we did a story about Snap, Snapchat specifically, and they haven't had this problem with fake news and so on and so forth. And they've got journalists and others who are really monitoring the different posts. It's not apples to apples in the type of social media, if you will, but uh, nonetheless, they've been able to kind of put a stop to it. So it's it's a sign that it can be done. It's just whether or not um, the firms want to do it. Just got about 30 seconds left, Scott. The analogy here is a McDonald's that serves a thousand hamburgers a day and is able to eyeball the meat quality and people don't get sick. And a McDonald's down the street that serves a million hamburgers a day and throws its arms up and says, we're so successful and so profitable that we can't check the beef quality. We wouldn't accept that from McDonald's and we shouldn't accept it from these firms. All right. Good to get your thoughts, uh, Scott. Thank you so much. Scott Galloway, professor of marketing at NYU Stern School of Business. Check out his book. It's called The Four, The Hidden DNA of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google.